You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnson Way. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Relson. With me, as usual, I have Joe Horsemeyer. Jeff, Joe. I'm going to cut you off. Whoa, you did cut me off then. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was ready to go. Nice. But I, I wanted to comment you. You didn't do your giant breath. I did it off to the you... side. I oh. turned so you couldn't see me because mm. I get so much hate for it. All There's this no time. hate. I just want you to know that you don't have to be so nervous when you I, start It's not nervous. I just like the, you know, I have to, it's like a switch. You have to flip it on to get the energy going. You know, you just, Jeff, I thought that you were always going, on. No, no. Oh that's a public persona. Okay. Anyways, moving right. on. <laughs> uh, our guest here is, we were talking, and uh, he, he told us a story about he had accidentally ordered anchovies on his pizza. Oof. Now, I have not personally ever had anchovies on pizza, but... Nor have I. What I will say is I, I want to give a, a, a pineapple on pizza conversation here. Now, I have since... My wife's a big Huge pineapple pineapple and ham, right? Now, what we've... We've found a happy medium is where it's chicken, bacon, and pineapple. Bacon and pineapple? Yeah, chicken, bacon, pineapple. And it's really good. There's a place that makes it. We, we go to it. So now clearly the look on your face says no pineapple. No, it's the bacon with the pineapple. So you're okay with bacon and ham? Or uh, pineapple and ham? I am. I You know, I have had one pizza where it was pineapple on there. And I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't amazed by it. Sure. But I, it wasn't disgusting. So It's one of them we, go, like, we get every other time kind of thing. Where it's like often. It's well again. I guess how often are you getting pizza? I mean, maybe once a month, maybe once. Okay, okay. We don't order that months. often, but like when we do, it's like you know, my kids only eat sausage and black olive, and my wife hates black olive. It's like she can't eat that one, so I always feel bad for her. So I'm like, all right, let's order the pineapple one. But you put chicken and bacon on it; it's really good. Then very interesting. Yeah. I d- I can't see the ba- bacon is such a strong flavor. Along with that pineapple, I just it doesn't seem to. Mm-hmm. I could see chicken and bacon, but the pineapple is a weird thing. The guest, what, what's your t- what's final your take, hot take? Final take, yeah. Bacon goes with anything. <laughs> goes with <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. But third question right there. I like. Um, I like pineapple. Okay. Okay. But not on pizza. Not on pizza. <laughs> what kind of sauce do they have on that? I think it. I think it's a regular red sauce. Really. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times you do chicken and it's white sauce, right? Right. Like Alfredo or right. whatever. I think it's red, regular red. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm. But Well, Jeff, you have to make some and bring it in. And so if you're out there and you vehemently hate pineapple, I'd also like or to you know. you vehemently love it. I'd also like to know what other toppings are so controversial. Because pizza seems to be one of those things where it's like, okay, anchovies is more of a joke. Like. Nobody yeah. really orders anchovies on pizza. Is that even a thing? Can you even order that now? Of course you can. You can? Yeah. It's still a thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, like, pineapple seems to be the new See, pizza. nowadays, though, pizzas, they're literally, you can get any flavor. Correct. You can get, you know, a, a burger pizza. You can yeah. get, you know, all the things. So, uh, to me, yeah. pizzas is like it's. There's no bad option is what I'm saying. I think that pizza is one of those, you can put anything on a pizza and somebody would be like, I'll eat that. I had a Johnsonville brat pizza one time. 
and was it that tasted that? like tasted like you had a brat on a bun with mustard and onions. Scream and is Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they hand those out to everybody? Maybe. We had well, they didn't hand... Take that back. Yes, they did. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We were countryside. I think we had them in the freezer. We handed them out. They had hmm. it here, too. Um, ah, the perks of being a Johnsonville member. But yeah, I think pizza just has evolved to make it to where nothing... You can put anything on it and nobody right. cares. Like, people are like... Well, people care. People I don't care. think so. I think pineapple is kind of one of the last, like, last stands. Do you put, like... <laughs> You put mac and cheese on a pizza, and everybody's oh, that's, like, "That's game on." Everybody's like, "Oh, love it or hate," it. but nobody like gives you a hard time. You're like, "Oh, how dare you put put mac and cheese on that pizza?" But you put pineapple on it, then people get all worked up over it. That's so you could funny. right? I mean, that's, I it's so unfair. It. It's so unfair to the pineapple. It's interesting, Jeff, that you do spend a good amount I'm of time thinking about, thinking about this. But I just, it, I want to know if there's something out there that like is as universally hated as pineapple <laughs> on pizza like where like like if you put i'm trying to think what's another example like what would you put on pizza that somebody like what would you put if somebody was like yeah i put that on my pizza you'd be like that's disgusting if i have a choice on pizza i usually take deluxe but Classic. i get it but i get a kick out of i can order a deluxe and i'll order a sausage and i'll order for some people, they like um, sausage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sausage person. Mm. Really? So, and everyone says, oh, I love sausage. Not, sorry, not sausage. Pepperoni. 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 There we go. But yet, people will eat the sausage before they eat the pepperoni. I, thought, I said, I thought you liked the pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it works. I'm not a pepperoni guy. Too too greasy. Here's one for you. And it also gives me heartburn. I'm an old man. Can't eat the heartburn. Well, yeah. here's, I got one for you. Cool. I think this is going to break it. Break, it break the internet. Non-dessert pizza, bananas. How would you do that? That's terrible. I'm not a, no, I'm not saying we should do this. I'm just saying that is the thing. If if we're going to hate something over pineapple, <coughs> but it has to be something people actually do. Do people actually put bananas on pizzas that are non-dessert pizzas? You know who will help us here? No, Google. see you're just making up stuff to put on pizza that nobody but that's else would, nobody what you would asked. do it. No, I want to know with somebody who like legitimately people are like yeah, that's a thing. People do that, and it's disgusting. You're just making stuff up that people, <laughs> nobody does. Like, well, yeah, I put. Uh, I'm trying to think of something totally disgusting. Like, uh, what's that fish that like Minnesotans eats where it smells so bad they can't even eat it? Like it's could gild the fish or something like that. Ain't Have never you heard that? of this one. No. Why don't you put sushi on it then right away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't be putting sushi on pizza. Believe it or not, banana is a common addition to pizza in Sweden. Okay, if you're out there in Sweden, yeah. <laughs> you got problems. They actually do it with a curry-style uh, pizza sauce oh, on the base. Curry. And they okay. thought it would be easy and an unusual pizza re recipe. Well, now I feel like i got to try banana I also curry like pizza. Mm. Anyways, okay. Moving on. So pizza... Now we're all hungry. Very good. Just Thanks, Jeff. Me yeah. great. Great uh, but we are here to talk to a guest. We're not here to talk about pizza. We should, though. But, mm. okay, we'll move on. I'll we move should on. eat pizza is what it should be. But anyways, our guest today, the one and only Lance Learman. Lance, how the heck are you? Doing honky-dory. Honky-dory. <laughs> Ain't never had that one before. Um, Lance, what is your Johnsonville story? Well, after farming most of my life, I've been with... I got rid of the cows in October five years ago. 
and then November got hired as a staff member to Johnsonville at the Meadowside plant to work there three months before I got hired by Johnsonville itself to work at Riverside. First with formulation for about two, three months, and then then been with stuffing ever since. Fantastic. So what would you say, three, four years in stuffing? I Well, just, it'll be, I'm there in stuffing five years now. Oh, five years. It'll okay. be five years, yeah. I wow. was, I got hired February 5th is when I, February 7th is when I started in formulation and by april i was in so a real quick turnaround yeah yeah nice so you're right there making our delicious product try to try <laughs> I like it. well i'll I like tell it. you product continues to flow so you're doing something right <laughs> um well lance what would you say is your favorite part about working at johnsonville between pushing buckets and running some of the machines yeah yeah just it, it challenges you and it Always well, kind of well, pushing buckets gives you the exercise, which Lord knows I need. Yeah. <laughs> we all need it. We all need it. I don't know about him, but <laughs> I, it, yes, uh, contrary to popular belief, I do need the exercise. He's got yeah. he's got like spaghetti noodles for arms. It's really sad. <laughs> They're wrapped tightly with saran wrap. It's a real thing. It's it's what's on the inside <laughs> that counts, Jeff, and and that's not looking too good these days. Well, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, moving, moving. <laughs> pushing buckets, running the Franco, all that. You just enjoy the the it, work or the team. I mean, what about what about the team? When I work, I try to make make things fun. Mm-hmm. I can if I can't make the job fun, I'm not going to do it. So then, uh, what about so these things are called Francos? What we run, right? And uh, Francos and Clipper machine. And Clipper Clipper, machine. Clipper is for summer. Yeah. So yeah, and. Folks, here at Riverside, uh, it is one of the only plants that produces our world-famous summer sausage. And we are talking to someone who actually does it. Do you have the T-shirt that says, I make summer sausage, you're welcome? Yes, I do. All right, good. I hope you <laughs> wear it often because you literally do make it. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. So, Cool. Well, uh, Lance, thank you so much for um, working with us there down on the floor. <laughs> Lance, thank you so much for your on-the-clock story. Let's switch to your off-the-clock story. So, um, rumor has it, rumor has it, it had to happen, uh, that you ref different types of sports? Four of them. Four, four different sports. Football, basketball, umpire baseball, and softball. Oh, my goodness. Softball. And okay, all, so, at what level? Yeah, what level? Anywhere from grade school well, through varsity high school. And I do umpire some semi-pro baseball. From really? Oh, yeah. okay. And where where is that at? The semi-pro? Um, Cleveland, Howard's Grove, Marytown, Branch. Hmm. Okay. So let's back up then. How did you get started in this? Ho- I'm considering it a hobby. Is it a hobby? Is it a lifestyle? It's something I wish I would have done years earlier. I'm doing this really? 18 years already. Oh. Okay, all right. Football, four, this is my fourth year now. Mm-hmm. When I was farming, I couldn't do football because fall is the busiest time of year for yeah. me. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. okay, okay. So now that I'm not farming, no, thought I'd give it a try. Beautiful. And we're desperate for an official. So if you guys ever want something to do, 
<laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. What at what point were you like, yeah, I want to ref? It actually started before I started refing. We used to have a school in our neighborhood called Mimi Elementary School, okay. which is an off a small elementary that belongs to Keel School District. Okay, and it was kind of my opinion those that went to Mimi didn't have as good of a chance doing getting into basketball or not sitting on the pines. Mm. So what I did for eleven years is what was called Mimi Hoops, where first and second graders, one hour, third and fourth grade, the next hour for 10 weeks, we did nothing but the basics, learning how to pass, dribble, and shoot. Mm -hmm. And then that 10th week, we would split everybody up and play a game. And the first nine years went really well. Okay. And then the 10th and 11th year, a, a family came in, and it happened to be on that tenth year where I happened to be that that year. Keel had a over thirty five tournament basketball that mm. I played. I played in it, and so I had my oldest son help finish up because I had to go into my basketball. And when I got done with that game, I got a, there was a message that I needed to call this person up and he needed to talk to me. Okay. Call him up. He thanked me for doing doing this program Hmm. and went out of his way to tell me that I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. And the funny thing is, I know my son said he was showing kids things that he wasn't taught till fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Okay. And those last two years... When we split teams up, I refed it. They would, I had two other guys I would coach. Okay. And the first nine years, we had good games. Mm-hmm. The last two years, we didn't. Hmm. Because he was so focused on doing all these fancy things, but you can't dribble the ball half court without screwing something up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I finally said after the 11th year, that was it. Someone else was going to take over, and eventually that fell through. And I've been, re- I started, I saw a thing in a paper looking for officials. Mm-hmm. Go to come to this meeting. Well, I went to the meeting. Well, I didn't say in the paper it was WIA. <laughs> that was kind of overwhelming, but sure, sure. I got into it, and I've been refing basketball baseball softball ever since wow okay of all the sports that you do ref which one's your favorites they're so different it feels like well the basketball gets you the most exercise okay okay Okay. yep um a lot of running around there okay and baseball and softball it's a little more laid back costs more to get into it because it you have to buy all your gear, and that's oh, sure. mm. that gets very expensive. Okay, and you're doing the full pad, like oh, yeah. chest pad, and oh yeah, and everything. okay. It'll cost you roughly if you get all the gear you need, roughly four or five hundred dollars. <gasps> really? Well, wow. Depends what face mask you get. You're talking just a face mask alone. You're talking probably a hundred dollars. Hmm. If you go to hockey style mask, 
We're talking two, three, four hundred dollars. I Ch- would not have known that. Yeah. Chest protector. Mm-hmm. I just got my second chest protector. Hmm. Ba- plate shoes that you wear behind the plate. Those are over a hundred dollars. Oh, oh wow. yeah, because those those little flaps on them don't yeah. they protect your feet? And they're supposed to be all, besides a flap, they're supposed to be steel toed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although sometime this year I got drilled in a toe. And I was like, I thought they were still toed and it hurt. <laughs> Not <laughs> as bad. Say, how many times have you been beamed? Oh, probably a couple dozen times. The worst was I did a varsity game at New Holstein one day, one Saturday, and I got drilled in the arm off of a fall wall. You could see the stitches clearly oh. on my about an inch wide on my arm for three weeks oh wow <laughs> <laughs> well i guess that answers that question does it hurt um so then so then basketball you said baseball and then football you've only just gotten into it then? That, uh, this is my fourth year of football okay and what do you like about the football then yeah, working with the guys okay and it's, it's a challenge but people especially people that are very vocal out there if you've never seen a rule book on any of these sports, your jaw will drop when you see all the rules. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, I can and, that, and that's the biggest problem is people will say, I'm not doing this and I'm doing it. Most of us go to camps. Mm. We have to take a test every year mm. to be certified and to do all these sports. Coaches are supposed to do that as well. How many they actually do, I don't know. <laughs> So that is for the WIA, I take that? Correct. Okay. Well, it's WIA, but the actual rules are from NFHS, National Federation of High School Sports. And that's where WIA gets their rules rules from. Okay. Where, and on a side note of that, WIA is compliant on everything but basketball. Because about three, four years ago, WIA decided to go to halves in high school instead of quarters. Interesting. And NFHS, no. Hmm. So when it comes to rule changes and stuff, WIA doesn't have much for say because they are not in compliance. Very interesting. I would not have known that. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. When it comes to baseball and softball, um, are you real animated when it comes to, like, calling a, you know, yeah! I always, I always, no? <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Jeff? I could see you being that guy. <laughs> I always thought I would be the one at Steve, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. When it comes out, of it, strike. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. It's, and yet people hear me. I, I have guys, people that run the scoreboard. They like when I'm behind the plate because mm-hmm. they actually can hear me. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas there are some guys, even when I'm doing bases and the guy's doing the plate, it's like, okay, would you have a ball or a strike? Because he doesn't move much. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. So then in terms of these different sports and, and all the refs and umps and things, first off, I've got a bunch of questions, but first off, how many per sport are supposed to be on the field? You know, so baseball, for instance. Baseball and softball. To do a high school sport, you need two. Two of them. Okay. Okay. When it comes to sectionals, then they'll have three state tournament, the state 
finals, then you get four. Interesting. Okay. And, and then is there like a, a lead ump or anything? Or is it? Um, you In baseball and softball, we take turns who's doing what. Now, if we have a younger person working with, then, okay, then I'll work with them and then I'll be the head. Okay. And depending on how often where he's at in his doing games, whether I do the plate or they do the plate. Or this year, when I wasn't working with a set partner where we switched it every other time, mm -hmm. then I took plate more often than not. Okay. Okay. And then when it comes to football, how many? There's – you cannot – Legally do a football game with less than three. Okay. More, they would prefer you to do five. Mm. Your your varsity level is usually five. JV level, we usually do four, hmm. unless someone doesn't show up. Yeah. For various reasons. Sure. Then we get to three. We cannot do anything under three. Wow. Then it, same thing with baseball. If you do less than that, even basketball, if you only have one, mm -hmm. now you have a scrimmage. Oh, okay. So ba basketball's two then? Two as well. Okay. Well, correct that. Varsity is three. It really? Okay. And I'm slowly getting into the varsity part. Yeah. So much easier on the body. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how is it? Is, is it really fast-paced to where... I mean, as as a ref, you're obviously seeing everything, right? Or <laughs> are there ever it's, times where you're like, uh, uh. <laughs> I didn't catch that one. Well, to be honest with you, when it comes to, like, if I'm behind a the plate, there's probably two or three times where you left the ball go, and if I don't say anything when it's a ball, I'll yell if it's a strike. Okay. And I'm not gonna come real late with a strike. Mm -hmm. I'll sit there in the back of my mind, crap. <laughs> okay. Well, and I always wondered. And that it, because and there's about four or five times a game where I'll do that, mm -hmm. which, in the grand theme of th scheme of things, if I only do that four times in a game, that's not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I always wondered that. You know. I, I think there's and. I think that's the balance of sports is to have that human element in there. Like, I know there's a lot of pushback with some of the replay, right? Like, it can't be where 100% everything replay, everything correct. There's got to be a human element and missing it or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, so. if you listen to what they're doing with Major League Baseball, the minor leagues are going are slowly going towards um, the automated strike call. Mm -hmm. where the umpire will be behind with something in the ear, and it will tell you whether it's a ball or a strike. Wow. And it's through, like, GPS. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, from what I'm hearing, that's about 75 80% accurate. Yeah. Whereas most umpires grade out 95 or better. Hmm. Okay. So why there's one official, I won't say names, that he they had him work most of the year because he, he stunk as a plate umpire. 
and but at the same point people tell me be if I need to be consistent mm -hmm. I always say to me being consistent I'm either gonna suck for both teams or I'm <laughs> gonna be good for both teams I'm yeah. not gonna <laughs> But I'm going to keep it both fair. ways. I think, yeah, and I, I've heard that before, too, where, like, if you're going to call it one way, you got to call it the other way. And as long as that's the line and the precedent you set, then that's fine. You know, and it be a tighter, let's just say, pass interference or whether it be baseball and you tighter, you know, uh, strike zone or I think basketball fouls or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you call it consistent, I think that's all that matters. We're always told, that like, in basketball – if it's a fall in the first quarter, it's a fall in the third quarter, it's a fall in the fourth mm -hmm. quarter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and they say that, too, even – I mean, I watch a lot of professional sports, not a lot of high school and, and lower, but, um, you know, playoff playoff sports or, or games are a lot differently refed a lot of times because they're more intense and they're more um, – people's emotions are a lot higher, yep. and so they don't let that get too much to play. So you call it a little tighter so that – Guys aren't getting away with, you know, really hurting each other or, or yeah. whatever. So The hardest part with umping behind the plate is, okay, you need to call it the same way both ways. Mm -hmm. Okay, you get the first pitcher, can't find the strike zone, and you, especially that first thing, you really don't want to open it up. Yeah, yeah. And you may have to. Okay, now the second pitcher throwing darts, and it's perfect. But you have to if you have to open up for him, you got to do the same thing for the other guy, and this, and that's the hard part. People don't understand is he's throwing dimes, and it's perfect. Why are you giving him that? Well, if I have to give him two inches outside because you can't hit it. Yeah, I have yeah. to give him two inches outside. Huh. Well, that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of so. It sounds like you do a lot of behind the plate refing. Is that? predominant what you do now or i mean well or do you, what do you do the most i guess in a perfect world i like to do either or but especially during the summer when i do a lot of mantua county league games and i don't i keep in my area where i do school hill keel howards grove plymouth once in a while um newton cleveland i only have to drive like 15 minutes away either way well Plymouth is a half hour from me, but mm -hmm. it's, I don't have to travel too far, but because it's that I have, I'm behind the plate 90%, 95% of the time. Mm. So now we have, last week, Saturday, we had third place and championship. I had to plate the first game. I had to field the second game. Wow. We have championships this coming weekend. I'm probably going to be doing three games who I'm working with, I don't know, but it will be someone that knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so what is the highest level game you've ever refed or umped? I've done varsity. I have for basketball. I have never done a WA regional or sectional. Okay, not yet. Okay, when I put in for it two years ago, because you need to have. Last year was the first year I was a level five. In in varsity, so you, when you start out as a WI, you start out as a zero. Okay. And you slowly work your way up. You can't get once you're at the level four, you can't jump to level five until you have at least eight varsity games. Okay. Well, and that's my question: How do you move up? 
Is it just simply the coaches saying, yeah, he did good? <laughs> no, it's – like I said, we do camps. I do – Okay. I try to do every other year a basketball camp three-man. Mm. I, I wanted to do one this year. It just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But now I also found two guys to work with midway through last season. So now November when they ask for our, our availability for next year, I can submit our three names – and hopefully most of my games will be varsity level. Okay. So you get you, you move up the ranking system by doing varsity stuff? Or? You don't need to do varsity to get to level four. Okay. You just need to have X amount of games? You just, you just do basketball games, especially high school. Okay. And you, do, you need to do the test. You need to do the test on time. Uh -huh. You need to watch. We used to have to go to a school for an in-person meeting. Now it's all computerized online yeah online okay and used to be a 100 question test now they've been dropped it down to 50 question test last year hmm. but in it football is harder for me because i'm not i haven't done it as much okay baseball so softball and basketball i can i'll we still go through the book mm -hmm. but i can probably get at least 85% correct. Oh, nice. Without looking at the book. Cool. What is the hardest sport to ref or ump? Um, well, right now, to me, right now, it's football. Okay. And that's just due to lack of reps? Well, it's lack of reps, and everything's moving so fast. Mm. And you got a big area to watch. And you see something here, you may you keep your eye on, but then you may miss something over here. Oh wow! And like I, I said, always wondered about that. It's well, we had like I said in varsity, you have five. You have a referee, the head ref. Mm -hmm. You have a side judge, a headlines judge. You have a umpire who stands seven to ten yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then you have the back judge. Yeah, that umpire. Yeah, you got to watch your stuff. You also got to watch where they're going because so you don't get run over. <laughs> uh, of all the of all the different groups and the age groups that you do, is it easier or harder to do kids versus like a high school team? When it comes to like baseball and softball, the older they are, although you still get hit, it's harder to do grade school than it is due to high school because. I your strike zone is supposed to be letter high, chest to the below the knees. Mm -hmm. I'll go as high for grade school, top of the shoulders. They'll yell at you from time to time for calling a high strike, but yet then they'll swing this high. <laughs> yeah, and those balls come. Those balls come at you at different angles, and you're not ready for. <laughs> so like when you when you go from varsity. And then you, you're all of a sudden doing, you know, some little league or like kid thing. Um, is it obviously you're not changing the rules, but is there a level of, you know, you're maybe not scrutinizing it as, as hard or you're kind of letting them play type of thing? Or? Well, like I, we just did this last weekend pony championship, in, which is roughly seventh, eighth grade, maybe ninth grade level. Mm hmm. And they're that level. They're just 
the bases are closer by like 15 feet, but yet it's still call box and stuff. Mm. Whereas here now you're going to, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. We won't call it this time, but don't do it again. Got it. Yeah. And you try and you try and do that. You tr I see lower levels. If I see like, like fast pitch softball, coach, this girl is doing this. You might want to have her do something else. It's easier to fix the problem when they're younger mm. than it is wait until they're in high school where they've been doing it all their life now and they, now they got to change. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, and then I know my daughter was in, I think, three, three, grade three basketball last year. And a lot of times the refs were really great because they're like teaching the kids like different things, like you, uh, dribbling and, and you, like if you're on the ground, you can't stand up with the ball. You got to pass it and different things that, you know, the coach might be able to kind of go through it. But until you're in that game moment, you know, you don't you don't know what you're doing wrong. And then the girls were like, like they didn't realize what they did wrong. And so it was nice in that. The ref would be like, "Hey, you can't do this or that," and it was good in that way mm -hmm. that they got that that learning not only from somebody else but in that moment, which was great. Yeah. Most refs will tell you they hate their fourth grade roughing. Oh my! Well, it, and that's the level you do not want to teach someone to ref, okay? Because you have to let things go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And There's the reason so why most of us hate doing that level, because we're half coaching. Sure. You're sitting there, whistle in the mouth chatting with don't him. don't stop dribbling don't stop dribbling don't stop crap don't run don't okay now you gotta travel <laughs> yeah. yeah huh whereas once you get the best if you want to be a ref for the first time fifth and sixth grade you call majority of stuff but it's at a slower pace not mm -hmm. usually not high johnny's not gonna get a scholarship okay although some parents might think so <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, I will say, but I, to going back to it, then they're they're the guys, the couple of the guys that, that that I remember, they were really into it. Like they, I think they really enjoyed, you know, refing those girls, and I think that they they enjoyed that that teaching opportunity. So, and maybe not for everybody, but I do mm -hmm. want to give a shout out to those guys. I mean, well, We'll take our time. This is what you're doing. This is what you can and can't do. Mm. Yeah. Last year, one of the first weekends, weekends we have so many games compared to refs, where I could do as many as 10, 12 games a day. Oh, my goodness. I, can, I personally can't do it. There are people that do. It's a lot of games. Oh, my gosh. You I, once I get, love refing. Once I get to four, and I don't, I'd prefer three, but if once I get to four... It's hard to do because my legs can't take it. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it sucks getting old. <laughs> sure, yeah. I can only imagine, and it's not like you can like just stop the game too, like to like right? get yourself a breath. Well, I mean, what, I hope you're not again. Most people that do a lot of games in a day, you have to pace yourself. Okay. Now, if it's a championship level game, okay, I'll have to push a little harder. I hate to do it but because it's going to hurt, but I'll do it. Biggest case in point, when the Packers went to the Super Bowl last, I had gotten refs for Keel for their tournament. Well, the Packers played that Sunday, and you had guys dropping out left and right because they wanted to watch the Packer oh, game. Oh, man. I did six straight games. 
And after I was done, I had to go milk. Oh. I had blood in my sock when I was done. Oh. It hurt big time. Wow. And I said, never again. Yeah, I've never, never again, Packers. You're not going to the Super Bowl ever again. Is that what it was? Pardon? <laughs> no. I no, no, no. I, I said, never again to the Packers going to the Super Bowl, not you doing. No. Well, it's, <laughs> we'll see how how we do for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, one, one question I've wanted to ask is um, in terms of, We've all heard the stories, and I think it's getting worse. Allegedly, it's getting worse. Uh, parents at games and how they treat refs or the interaction. with is it, is it true that things are getting a little bit more harsh I've, out there? Or? I've kicked one coach out coach. In, in 18 years. Okay, okay. I've teed a few up, but I've kicked one out. Okay. And that was actually in a baseball game. Hmm. I've never kicked a student out. Okay. Parents, yeah, that's not so hard. No? <laughs> no. It's, well, the biggest thing I can tell you, I did a tournament two years ago at Michigan. It was a sixth grade level girls. Mm -hmm. And I did the morning, and I didn't have too many issues. A guy put on Facebook from Manitowoc how his game went in one afternoon game where it was two teams Two, two teams were playing, and one team, one grandparent told him to move his fat behind because he wasn't doing much. He kicked him out. He had another mother that complained, was complaining about his roughing. So he sat down by her and said, hey, we were, we're looking for officials. We'd be happy for you to come and join and help in that. She gave him a double number one salute. Whoa. Oh my god. And this, this is all for like little kids. This is sixth grade girls. A lot of lot And, lot and, of it's, for, and it's, it's it's for the same team. Not sure, sure. And a little while later in the game, he finally said to the he stopped the game. He said, If this continues, this team will forfeit their game. People don't realize because I kicked one parent out in a varsity high school game twice this year. Really? From the same, same school. Parent. Same parent? Same, prob I think it's the same parent from the same school. Huh. Wow. And they don't realize, because the second time I kicked him out, he said, well, what if I don't want to leave? I, as a WIA official, have the ability to forfeit your team from this game. Wow. He left immediately. Yeah. Wow. This ref, when he was doing that girls game, Stopped the game. Told him, if this continues, this team will be for this game will be forfeited. Five minutes later, game is forfeited. Really? And there were people coming up from various schools saying this should have been done earlier from that from that team. Really? So what was so bad about the, what was what what insti or insinuated the the forfeiting? Well, it's what. They were chant. They were chanting seven against five. Oh, saying the officials okay. are for this team. Yeah, yeah. Me and my son did a grade school game, probably ten years ago, at St. John's Newtonburg. It was a grade school game, and as we were roughing the game, I heard a parent a couple times say three second lane violation. 
and we didn't we weren't seeing it we were if we see it we're gonna call it absolutely sure. after the game and one team got blown out the, the visiting team got blown out mm-hmm. after the game as we were waiting for the next game the guy came in the back door he's like can we talk to you okay no big deal he said and he chewed us out he said we they didn't need any help and you left them blow we got blown up because you helped them more than what we they needed you weren't calling three second violations you just left them do whatever they want we couldn't now i get a kick out of you'll hear three second lane violation people don't realize a three second lane violation doesn't start counting until the ball is past half court okay so you can clamp camp down there the whole time while the ball is in back court mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay person shoots the ball count stops count stops now until someone rebounds a ball mm-hmm. now you is it just one foot or both feet in the lane then as well one one foot. if you have one foot in there mm-hmm. and we even had it we went through in one meeting okay you're in the lane you got one foot in one foot out. if you just lift your foot and then put it back down does not count. You have to have both feet in the other side before it. Got it. We went through that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The very next week, I had that. We had a game where I called it, and a guy yelled at me. He said, "Coach, he just lifted his foot. He did not drop it in." Same thing with over and back or back court violation. Mm-hmm. Until three steps or two feet. And the ball are in the front court. Sure. You still have access to the back court. Wow. Huh. People don't realize that. And yet. Don't know the rules. No. that's Yeah. One of the reasons why there's issues, especially in grade school, is I had a game where I had this one kid from, I'll say it was Keel. He had, I had him as a in a regular grade school game tall kid mm-hmm. i don't know if he, how much he had played in his lifetime before that okay now he they got him in the tournament he brought he, he got the rebound got the ball down and starts ex- excessively that is a violation mm-hmm. i called it i heard people murmuring they didn't like that call hmm. five minutes for folks out there he he's uh, the ball is like you know mid-level on his body and he's he, starting to put his elbows out yes you know, he, he's he's excessively yeah, so. swinging his elbows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Five minutes later, he did the same thing. And if he's a taller dude, he could probably pop someone right in the face, huh? That's see the thing is, okay, I called a violation. Mm -hmm. If you hit the guy with your elbow, that's a technical. Oh, okay. So you're actually trying to protect that kid, both kids. Correct. (laughs) And then the second half, he gets the ball, brings the ball down, waist high. A little kid from the other team grabs the ball. Okay. You got a jump ball. And you hear parents, well, what's he supposed to do? You either teach John, most people like to teach Johnny that can either dribble the ball or, or Susie that can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. But no one wants to work with the guys that are centers mm-hmm. or bigger guys. And the biggest thing with big guys, they're not, no one teaches them. A, if you're tall, what's the best thing to do? Keep the ball up, down your chin, pivot. Look for a pass or shoot. Mm-hmm. People aren't taught that. Yeah. They don't. A lot of your the biggest problem I have with, the biggest thing I had a girl that went to our church in seventh grade, she was six foot three. Oh, wow. 
Oh, holy cow. She never she never grew another inch okay. all the way through high school. Still, that's still but I asked up. her, you want to be a good ball player or you want to dominate? She said, I want to dominate. Get your feet off the floor. Yeah. Learn to jump. Some of these kids that are tall, young on, mm -hmm. don't have to jump. Yeah, I suppose. So then you get to have them not jumping. Mm -hmm. Okay, eventually you're going to have kids that catch up to you. Yep. Now they don't now because they haven't had to do this all their life. They don't know how to jump. So you're have you ever thought about coaching as well? I uh, never want to coach. <laughs> Too much of a soap opera. Yeah, I suppose. A friend of mine who is now the athletic director for Manitowoc Lincoln High School. His mother and my mother were best friends. Okay. So we played a lot when we were young. Mm -hmm. Then we didn't see other, see each other for the longest time. Then all of a sudden, I did a. JV game at Manitowoc Lutheran, and this guy looked familiar, and he was the varsity coach for Hilbert. And all of a sudden, I heard him, someone say, say his name, Stan. I said, your name's Stan Dietrich? Said, yes. I said, do you know who I am? No. I said, your mother and my mother were best friends. Mm -hmm. We've been talking ever since. Oh, beautiful. And yeah. like I said, he... He told me the story. He he was the varsity coach for Hilbert for I don't know how many years. He decided to give it up when one practice they had. This is a practice, not a game. Mm -hmm. The kids were moving around, and one kid asked to sit down for a because he was tired. Okay, no problem. You can sit. Shortly after he sat down, this kid's mother came in and saw everyone else was doing stuff and his kid sitting on the bench. Mm -hmm. And chewed the coach out because his kid's sitting on the bench. <sighs> right where the kid asked to go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when I ref a game, I get there half hour, 45 minutes early, do my game, change clothes, and leave. Yeah. All the, <laughs> Come to your coaching, you got to get, get come early, get all your stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put up with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> So what um, I got two things we're we're kind of wrapping up here just due to time, but um, two things. One, if you had to say anything to parents in general, what would it be? Like, hey, you're you know, I'll let you speak for yourself. But then the other thing is, if someone wanted to get started into refing, what how should they go about it? So I'll let you. As far that. as parents is concerned, you got to remember, you're sitting two, three, four, five rows of up. You got a totally different angle than we got. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm not saying we're, you don't, we go to these camps, we're told where you need to stand, what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the, have you seen the rule book? I have not personally, no. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. Most of these parents have never seen a rule book. Sure, sure. I just saw a thing on Facebook yesterday and I copied it. The rules are vastly different from the NBA to the college to high school okay yeah and even these grade school games that we do whether it's basketball or baseball or softball yes they use wiaa slash nfhs rules but then their leagues have added rules we come to this term well don't you know the rules well this normally isn't a rule mm -hmm. hmm. so and as far as um trying to get into it Best thing is, like, I have a girl that I worked with last year. She she was a freshman last year. 
we'll work with them. We'll work with girls, boys. We'll try. What we try to most to do is have you work with an official. Mm-hmm. And we as officials have decided we, if you want to yell at us, fine. We will not let you yell at them. Studies have shown if you get them past three years, they're going to continue. Okay. Having these kids work first three years is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. We will not let them get yelled at. Hmm. You want you start yelling, you're walking. Got it. I had a parent several years ago during a tournament. He didn't like a call. Kept arguing. I said, you're out. Hmm. And as he's walking out, one of the girls on the bench said, that's my daddy or you're kicking out and i was ready to say hey you want to join them keep it yeah, up yeah, yeah after that game it ended up being that team same team played she said can dad come and watch this game i said if he behaves dad came back yeah i know i should have shut my mouth i apologize well that's good you know that that someone realizes that well i had there's a community i won't say the name of the community where twice they told me i didn't know baseball rules and the first time they did that, my son and I were doing championship game, and a kid was at bat. It was like the fifth inning. And all of a sudden, I could hear, I'm on the bases, because I had one of the teams many times, or several times, so I was like, you take the plate, I'll take the field. All of a sudden, I'm on first base, and I could hear a coach from the other team, hey, he's batting out of order. Okay, if I can hear that, I'm sure the first base coach could hear that. Mm-hmm. Stop. He's batting out of order. Okay. Switch players. Rule is, okay, just say he's got a 1-2 count on him. Stop. Switch. The new guy that's batting, the, the correct guy that's batting, has a 1-2 count. He okay. keeps that count. Okay. Team that saw that, oh, he's out. No, he's not. If you left and finish where he got, just say he got the first base. Sure. Okay. Now you stop the game. He bad out or okay, yeah, he bad out or now he's out. Know the rules. Know the rules. They hmm. supposedly had someone call them out immediately twice. Hmm. Who the umpire was, I don't know. The umpire either doesn't know the rules or he's not a normal umpire. Wow. Hmm. Goodness gracious. I, I would not have thought. I mean, obviously, there's uh, technicalities to every sport, but uh, these are the types of things mm-hmm. where. Well, like I did a third and fourth grade game, kids game, where we had one kid fall tip the ball into the catcher's glove, and he caught it. Strike three, you're out. Well, he followed the ball. He caught the ball. Mm-hmm. He's out. Next half inning, a different team fall tipped the ball, caught the ball. Strike two. Well, why isn't he out? It's only strike two. Ah. It's still a live ball. Now if he catches it strike two, he can now can throw the guy out at the base if, if the guy is running around. Got Where it. Where if it's foul ball, dead ball, the guy goes back. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let, let's say someone wants to get into refing. How they just walk up to someone after a game and say, hey, I'd like to ref? Or, or how, okay. how would you go about that? If you want to get into refing, I'll help you. Any way I can to get you to form, to sign up. Mm-hmm. If you've never, whereas my sign-up period is gone, so now if I would decide now I want to ref, it's going to cost me an extra 15, 20 bucks mm. for being late. For you, you can sign up anytime. Oh, okay. It'll co- it costs 
$30 for the license, and then it's $15 per sport. Oh. So it cost me $95 for all four sports for me. Okay. Right. But then you join an association, whether it's Matswag Association, Lakeshore in Sheboygan, Calumet Association in Calumet County. Mm-hmm. Join an association. They'll help you get games, especially the weekend games. Got it. Be willing to ask questions. Mm. That's how you get the games, okay. especially weekend games. There's a lot of games. There are more games than what we have officials for. Mm. Okay. So, folks, if you want to be a ref, uh, contact Lance here, or or I'm sure you could probably look it up online too. Huh? Lake yeah. Lakeshore Sports Association or Mantuak County Sports Officials or okay. Academy County. Great. Wow. Well. And this also, been, as, a, as yeah. a shout out, as, as somebody who has a daughter who does basketball, like I said, I do appreciate you and all the time you do put into the sports and refing and, and all that. Because especially, too, you were talking with the the camp you put on. Like, I do know when my daughter first started, like, I think it was in second grade. It was I can't imagine you corralling all those little kids and getting to do all the little the basics um <laughs> Of the basketball, it had to have been hurting cats. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> so uh, when you told that story, I had a I had I chuckled a little on the inside because that had to have been a pretty tough tough task. So um, and for all the all the kids that went through all your programs and you've interacted with, I'm sure um, they all appreciate all that. So thank yeah. you for that. I do know the very first games I ever did was a tournament in Keel. Boy, those games move fast. Everything yeah. moves fast. The more you do it. The slower it gets. Okay. Hmm. And I've heard that on whatever job you're doing. Yeah. The more you do it, the easier it's slower. I was going to say, running a Franco when yes. you first showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, fir- the first time I was like, oh, this won't look too bad. The first time you do it, crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rework that one. Oh. Well, Lance, we really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, if, if you got any big things coming up, let us know and, and we'll we'll plug it here or you can come back on anytime you want. Um, well, there's, we got various tractor pulls coming up. I do ah, tractor pulls too. Tractor pulls. That'll be <laughs> oh, the next one. That'll be the okay. next episode. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, if you wouldn't for today, mind closing us out. This is Lance Learman, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. <laughs>